Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What's going on here? The weekend. The weekend. Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Friday. For most people, Friday is just a day before the weekend. I can't wait to the end of the week when I rap it to the rhythm of a groovy beat. It is Friday. Right? Better mouth for dinner on a Friday night. I'm hosting a party on Friday. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. What about Friday? Oh, party, party, Friday. What's today? Friday. on this Friday, it's Bob and Sherry. You guys, can you believe the Oscars are this Sunday night? Here's what's weird about it for me. I feel like we're still talking about last year's Academy Awards. And with the timing of Chris Rock's Netflix special dropping, it's like it just happened yesterday. And it's a hot mess. And one of the things that Chris Rock has maintained is that Will Smith has apologized to the Academy and Jada and everybody else, but he hasn't apologized to him. Not mano a mano, not privately, not face to face. And yet, Will Smith has a slightly different story to tell. And I think the best way is, Max, you have a clip. So yeah, this is the video that Will Smith released three months after the attack last year. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um, I was fogged out by that point. It's, 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 it's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris, um, and the mesh, the message that came back is that, uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, um, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable, and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Um, I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did, and you know that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize. And, you know, I wasn't thinking, but how many people got hurt in that moment? Okay, so, so there's, the, uh, there's the reach, and it was not uh, reciprocated. I, I thought Chris Rock would have said, you know, I was really ticked off, but I've known you a long time, and blah, 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 and it would be in the past, but evidently not, especially if you've seen the Netflix special. 
I think that this is not like other Hollywood scandals for a couple of reasons. One, this wasn't happening in a performer's private life. This wasn't yeah. a scandal that was happening in someone's bedroom or living room. Um, this wasn't a stunt. This was one A-list performer leaving his seat on live television, walking onto the stage at the Oscars and clocking another A-list performer. Yeah, That never doesn't fade away. That mm-hmm. does not fade away. And Chris Rock has maintained that Will Smith has never privately apologized to him. Now, you just heard from Will Smith that, you know, he tried and that, and that Chris Rock wasn't ready. I think that this not only doesn't fade away in four or five years, I think this is a game changer in a lot of ways. They've already changed um, a lot of the way, a lot of the rules and regs around how the uh, Academy Awards are going to be present it on television. Um, The Academy blames itself for not having um, a skillful enough host um, on the stage last year to manage it. They had three hosts, if if you'll remember. Yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah, nobody, nobody knew how to navigate this. You didn't have like a seasoned MC, like a Billy Crystal or a Jimmy Kimmel for that matter. Right. Like you, you Mm -hmm. didn't have people who had any way of coping with this. And it was a violent assault. And and I'm a Will Smith fan. And I can still go, that was a violent assault. Like, there was nothing okay about that. It doesn't fade away. I, I, think, I think Will Smith never really climbs out from under it. You're right. If there was a funny guy or woman who is the overall MC, I think it, it would have been addressed more fully than it was that night. Because it wasn't that night. Here's Chris Rock. Here's Chris Rock saying about this. A lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back? I got parents. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was one of the milder lines that he had in that Netflix special. Um, You knew that the special was coming to an end when he started because the amount of time was running out. And boy, once he got on it, he did not let go. He rode that right to the end and literally dropped the mic. It's going to be interesting to watch what happens on Sunday night because even though a year has gone by, this story has has kept the Oscars in your newsfeed for a year. Think about that. Is it Jimmy Kimmel who's the host? Yeah, I think it they, is. They There's went no to way Jimmy he's Kim- not going to refer to it uh, in the mon- in the opening monologue. There's no way. The Academy went to Jimmy Kimmel and said, "We need we need you to come back." And Jimmy Kimmel was like, oh, "I don't think so." And they said, <laughs> "We need you to come back. We have to have a real host. We've yeah, got to have it, or it. we're not going to be able to do the show." So it's going to be interesting to see. It's just it's just a a tragic mess. And the last, one of the last actors in Hollywood that I would have guessed whose star would fall this hard is Will Smith. It's yeah. unbelievable. Now, um, I'd play more of the Chris Rock special for you, <laughs> but it would just be a bleepathon, and you wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense. Straight ahead, we're about to send somebody and their BFF to Florida for a besties getaway. We have our winner announcement coming up next, plus morons in the news, the People's Movie Critic with Creed Three. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. 
Y'all, we had so many amazing stories in our BFF Fly Away to Florida contest. It was really hard for our judges to pick a winner, but somebody who's been shivering this winter listening to Love 105 in Minneapolis is getting ready to fly to the Sunshine State with her best friend. Congratulations, Jeannie Jessen and your bestie Babs. Can I can I read this? Can I read this entry? Wow. So Jeannie says, Babs and I have been besties for 15 years through thick and plenty of thin. We've been officers of the Wayzata American Legion for over 15 years, and we volunteer to waitress dinners, bar bingo, and most events. When COVID hit and our manager quit, our Legion faced closing as no one wanted to help. Babs and I stepped up to the plate and took a crash course in running the establishment. And to this day, the doors of the American Legion are open and successfully running. (laughs) I'm the auxiliary (laughs) president. And never has Babs said no when I've asked for help. Together, we've raised funds for the Hope Kids Children. It's a foundation for kids with a life-threatening illness. We give them a day on Big Island each year. We provide food for over 200 people. I'm an ordained minister. Babs has been a chaplain for many years. Together, we provide services for funerals, graveside, celebration of life for those who often have no other means. If there's a need, we're there. Jeannie and Babs. Food drives, toys for tots. We've even raised funds for a cremation. My bestie doesn't know I'm submitting this story, but I just want Bob and Sherry to know how much a true bestie means to me and that a getaway sure would be nice. Well, if ever a couple of BFFs deserved an escape to beautiful Tampa, we're going to hook you up with a rental car. You're going to stay at the Don Cesar. You two heroes are going on a dinner yacht cruise. I am so, so, so excited. Jeannie, all you have to do is promise to take lots of pictures because I want to live vicariously through you and Babs. Congratulations Yay! to Jeannie Jessen of Plymouth, Minnesota. It's pretty hard to beat her. She's an ordained minister, and she uh, helps children who have horrible diseases, and she raises money for people who would be forgotten and just died. Oh, my goodness. What a great Midwesterner she is. Very good, Sherry. That's very good. Now, on another subject, we were just talking about the Oscars a few minutes ago. Um, I just know that if the Oscars are still going on Sunday night after 11 p.m., I'm going to get up, walk across the living room, and slap my own face. If they cannot get this thing done by 11 p.m., no. I know. What should they do about that, though? I mean, the only way to make that happen where all of the famous people are recognized is to drop, you know, and now for the art director in a documentary you know it's one after another and those are all very talented people but we just have to be honest most of the audience does not care they want to see george clooney or you know someone like that you know they did something last year where they gave a bunch of really kind of important awards away ahead of time and yeah. ticked off and offended whole swaths of the movie making <laughs> yeah, industry right. and so this year they said yeah, that was a bad mistake. Sorry, we're going to bring those back. So what they did last year to try to shorten the ceremony, they've undone this year. It's just going to mm-hmm. go on forever. I predict mm-hmm. this year's Oscars will be ending somewhere around mid-morning Tuesday of next week. I just think that they're going to be so afraid of any controversy that it's going to be a painfully sincere, bloated monstrosity of a show. Well, start it earlier, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 o'clock on the Pacific. 
West Coast. They're going to parties later anyway. All right, Morons in the News is straight ahead. We got some good ones for you. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry. You see, that's all I could come up with because I'm an idiot with Morons in the News. Well, a woman by the name of Stephanie Sanabria appears to have been arrested for allegedly putting students in an elementary school in a chokehold, demonstrating how martial arts work. Uh, Stephanie faces charges including strangulation in the second degree, risk of injury to a minor, and reckless endangerment. The fifth graders were placed in chokeholds while she was working as a substitute math coach. It is unclear why she had been showcasing her martial arts moves in a math class, but a district spokesman said such moves were not part of the class instruction that day. Police have launched an investigation. Evidently, uh, she just would take a kid and say, now this is what I'm doing. See how he cannot cannot move and would choke the kid and did it to several kids just to show her her awesome skills to this math class. I don't know what was going through this woman's mind. You cannot even put a finger on a kid without somebody raising heck about it these days, let alone trying to choke hold about a half a dozen kids in the fifth grade. Wow. It's so hard to be a teacher. They need, they need sabbaticals. They need time to yeah. recover from how hard it is to be a teacher. Let's oh. go to today's moron of the day. It comes to us out of Daytona Beach. So Scott Hollingsworth and his wife were sitting at home watching television, minding their own business and not hurting anybody when they heard a knock at the door. So Scott says, I jumped up, headed over, and I opened the door and stepped out at the same time that I was reaching for the porch lights. As he did that, a nine-foot alligator clamped onto his leg and began shaking him violently. Scott said, it happened so quickly. It was just a total surprise. I'm going to pause here and say, yes, it is a total surprise, and here's why. Nine-foot alligators don't typically come up and knock on your door while you're watching television, and then when you open it, attack you. Typically, you have to go where the gator is. Now, apparently, the gators are doing the DoorDash thing and coming directly to you to get a meal. Okay? Dang. That is All right, back to the story. Scary. Does it, before you go back to the story, does it say in this story anywhere how far he lives from some sort of water uh, well, pond he, or whatever? He says he's at he's in Daytona Beach. There's water yeah. everywhere. He says yeah. we we do see alligators behind the house. It's a regular thing. They keep their distance from us, and we keep their distance from them. Um, Scott said that he had to go to the hospital with non life threatening injuries, but the gator was so big that when he opened his front door, the gator's jaws clamped down on his upper thigh near his groin. That will get a fellow's attention. Holy cow, that is just frightening. But because you wouldn't see it because it's on the ground. It's not like the the alligator's standing up. You would not, you'd open the door, you wouldn't be looking down right away. Mm. Well, also, also, you hear a knock on the door. Honey, will you get that? But make sure it's not a nine foot alligator because that's a thing that never happens to people. I know. And, so, and the alligator bit him like near the groin, huh? Upper thigh, yeah. So Scott Hollingsworth is such a reasonable man that as he was being treated for this giant gator bite, he said, 
I think I surprised the alligator as much as he surprised me. <laughs> oh, Sir? God. Wow. Sir, let me step aside here and speak to you. You were inside your house with the door closed watching television. The gator knocked on your door and then bit you. No. No, the only person surprised here was you. Yeah, the gator. That's right. The gator came to your house to eat you. Anyway... Um, the fishing game guys in Florida said alligator hormones are very similar to ours. They ramp up twice a year, spring and fall. And he says the coming weeks are going to be especially busy for the gators. So be very careful when you open your front door. God, it's hard to live in Florida sometimes. It that is. happened to me. I'd be swearing more than Chris Rock in the Netflix oh. special. Let me tell you. Oh, oh my gosh. All right. Wow. That is Morons in the News. We'll get this story posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook straight ahead. I'm going to tell you a love story that doesn't look like all the other love stories, but it's true love, and it involves a bunch of people that you know. Plus, we've got the People's Movie Critic on deck warming up for his review of Creed 3. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. We love a love story. We are a creature, a species that loves love. And part of the reason we're so fascinated with the love lives of celebrities is because, you know, we have them all in common. Like, you don't really care about my neighbor's love story, but if I talk to you about George Clooney's, then you're like, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Brad and Angelina, yeah, I know those people. I think the greatest love story in Hollywood is Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, and here's why. They met two stars, white hot, top of their career. They fell in love. They have this incredible, passionate life. They produced three beautiful children. And then it doesn't work out and they split up. Demi goes on, Bruce goes on. And then a terrible thing happens and he's diagnosed with an incurable, always fatal disease that is stealing his mind, his memories, and his joy. And last week, Demi Moore, his ex-wife, moved in with Bruce Willis and his wife, Emma, because taking care of Bruce is a 24-hour job. And Demi wants to be there to help Bruce's wife. Oh my goodness! To make sure, to make sure that he has Mm -hmm. the days that are left to him, surrounded by love and nurture and joy and laughter and dignity and familiar faces. I was going to say she is a familiar face, you know. And sometimes a person going through that uh, needs familiar-looking faces to be comfortable. This is the greatest love story. When people talk to you about Hollywood love stories and they talk to you about sex and passion and chemistry, remember that there's another kind of a love story and it has to do with service and sacrifice and being there for someone at the time when they need you the most. And I think this is an extraordinary story and I wanted to shout it out because no one's talking about it. It's just like, oh yeah, Whatever. You know, uh, her her life story is almost a movie in itself because she meets at the top of uh, her career, you know, one of the top, maybe the number one male movie star in the world at that time, Bruce Willis, and they get married and then they divorce. And she goes on to marry a much younger man. And that doesn't work out. And he marries a very famous uh, actress also. 
So she's kind of out there in the ranch, literally, and then this happens, and she shows up and closes it, helps to close out his life. Yeah, that's a movie unto itself, that story, I think. It's really beautiful. Bruce Willis and Demi Moore and Emma Hemmings Willis. That's a family. You know what? That's what a family looks like. People's Movie Critic is coming up next. He's reviewing Creed 3, starring Michael B. Jordan. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Michael B. Jordan in Creed 3. Hey, Lamar. Hey. Or as some would call it, Rocky 9, since that (laughs) is what started it all. But since there is no mention of Rocky Balboa at all, this and all future Creed movies will stand on their own. And it'll all center on Adonis Creed, who's played by, like you said, Michael B. Jordan, the son of Apollo Creed, who was played by Carl Weathers in the Rocky movies. And now, after beating the son of the boxer who killed his dad in a previous Creed, uh, he has become the person with which this movie will be based on. And it'll all be on his shoulders. And especially since he is now directing the movies. He directed this one. And Hmm. there seems to be only so many storylines that you could use in a boxing movie. And it really feels like Sylvester Stallone used them all and then some. You've got the no-name gets a shot. He wins the title. Almost loses it in a rematch. The champ goes soft and gets beat. Then the former opponent helps him defeat the new opponent. Then the Russian kills the former opponent, who was now his best friend. So the champ beats the Russian. He brings world peace to everywhere. Then he goes after some more comebacks. And then the champ is out of the game for good until he meets Apollo's son and trains him. Now, That was good for all of the Rockies up to the first Creed. And then Creed gets beat and makes a comeback in Creed 2. After you've done all of that, now what do you do? Well, Adonis has retired as the undisputed heavyweight champ. He's opened a gym, and he has a fighter that he's supporting and is ready for a championship bout. His family life is fantastic. His relationship with his wife, Bianca, who's played by Tessa Thompson, is solid. And so is the bond with his daughter, Amara, who's played by Myla Davis-Kent. Now, in this movie, his daughter is deaf. Well, Myla Davis-Kent is also deaf in real life. And they did a lot of signing during the movie, which was very cool. It, it, It was just, it was awesome to see how they did that. But then an old friend from his past shows up. And it's a past that he left behind and tried to forget. Damon, who is played by Jonathan Majors, has just got out of prison because of a situation he found himself in that Adonis was also a part of years ago. And Damien called himself Diamond Dame, and he was a boxer. He was a Golden Gloves champion, and he was just getting ready for a big fight that would launch his boxing career. But trouble happened, the police came, Adonis got away and went on to be the world champ, and Damien went to prison. So Damien feels like Adonis owes him, and Adonis really does feel responsible. And in trying to help out an old friend, 
Adonis opens himself up to somebody who has spent 18 years in prison becoming an enemy. And lucky for us, this can only be settled in the ring. The movie's <laughs> right at two hours. It's rated PG-13 for intense action and some violence and, and language. The acting is top-notch. And Michael B. Jordan is, of course, excellent. But Jonathan Majors, he steals every scene they're in. Because he, he appears to be calm and humble as he accepts Adonis's help. But you can feel the seething ha- hatred is just right under the surface. And it's ready to erupt at any moment. And when he finally turns full villain mode, he is truly scary. His performance is memorable. Now, the fight sequence is awesome. And at one point, Michael B. Jordan, as a director, he takes a big chance on the way he shoots the scene. And you'll know it when you see it. And it's very amazing. Don't worry. We still get those tremendous training scenes where the great musical background is going. And and, and each of us is sitting in the theater. It makes us want to put down that empty bushel popcorn container and swear to go to the gym tomorrow morning and get into fighting shape so we can once again cut the grass with our shirts off like good men should, you know? (laughs) And and, and who thought this could be still going on 47 years after the first Rocky? Well, to tell you the truth, not me, but it still is. And Michael B. Jordan says he's planning to keep this thing rolling. And he's already started on number four. So if you're a fan of these movies, you will not be disappointed because I wasn't. My score is five full, undisputed king of beers. Boy, I got to see that one then. Fantastic. Well, you you just mentioned Rocky uh, debuted 47 years ago. There is another movie that debuted three years earlier than that. So that's a half a century ago. And according to a new survey, it is still the king of its genre. And it's next with Lamar, the people's movie critic, right here with Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. So we're here with Lamar, the people's movie critic, and he just made reference to uh, Rocky, which was released 47 years ago. 50 years ago, the most disturbing movie of all time was released. This movie was more disturbing than the Saw movies, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and even Spice World, the movie. It was more disturbing than those. Anybody want to take a quick guess? They, they, this just came out. This, what is the most, what is the scariest and disturbing, most disturbing movie of all time? The Exorcist. It's got it. It is. Yeah, it is. After 50 years. Nothing will touch it. it. Nothing will touch it. And so I, I just mentioned uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Saw movies. Let me give you some examples of other movies. And, and Lamar, I want to know how many of these we forced you to go see. Because The Exorcist beat all of these. The Ring. The Saw movies. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Every one of them. Oh my God, that's so Every, how many are? There's like five, isn't there? No, at least. Uh, there is a movie called The Eye, but I don't remember that. Do you remember The Eye? I, don't I didn't that. see The Eye. Carrie. Yeah. Right. Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. They've been two of them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, American Psycho. Oh, yeah. The Hills Have Eyes. Candyman. 
28 Days Later and Halloween. Have you, were you forced to see most of those for the show? I've seen, I've had to see all of those. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes, no. Uh, that was a low budget. Uh, all the Saws, um, the, the Ring. I, people keep talking about The Ring. Oh, it's so scary. No, it's not. It's a videotape <laughs> that you swap. Listen, listen. The Exorcist, here's the deal. Here's why it's so scary. We're not fooling with nothing but the devil. Once you start fooling with the devil, you can't Mm -hmm. beat the devil as far as villains go. You cannot. You cannot beat the devil. Lamar, I agree with you. And this is why I'm watching a a TV show and a promo for Naked and Afraid comes on. And this scrawny, starving, shivering child looks at the camera and goes, you tell the devil I'm coming. And I'm like, the devil going to pick his teeth with you, Brandon. No, 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 <laughs> you no, are no, no match no, for the it, devil. No, I know no, it. No, you ca- you no, cannot no, get no, away from the devil. Don't be telling the devil nothing. No, that's out. You that's know, out. You, you, you might be able to get away from Freddy. You might be able to even get out of the uh, shock of what's going on and to, to your life with Saw movies. But yes. you cannot escape the devil. That's he can go devil. anywhere. Yeah. No. I think no, that no, no, I no, think no. that is You know what's not no. on there Rosemary's Baby. I saw that uh, on TV once and boy that's that scared the hell out of me. And that was disturbing. And again you got the devil working for you there. But see, see like all these saw movies, all of that violence and stuff was almost cartoonish. I mean it was terrible, but it was cartoonish. Uh-huh. Uh Exorcist no cartoonish. Listen, I'm telling yeah. you, I was a teenager when this. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there and I got the popcorn in front of my face, not wanting to see it. I'm praying. To, I prayed the Lord's prayer with the priest. I was helping him. I was helping him. I said, "Man, we got to get this devil out of here." I was like, my buddies would say, "So what are you mumbling about?" I said, "I'm saying the Lord's prayer. And you better do it too, fool." I mean, oh no, no, no. Uh-huh. You, kn- you no. know, you know, it's a scary movie when a Southern Baptist is playing with a Catholic priest. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Simultaneously. Yeah, 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 I was with him. I was with him. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent, no right. doubt. So um, nobody's surprised then that it's uh, the no. scariest movie of all time. No, always no, will not be. Even. Always will be. Yeah, I think it is. I never <sighs> see it on. Do you see it on like Netflix or or uh, T or, or Turner Classics? I don't see it no. on there very often. I haven't seen it in a long, long time, and I am not going to see yeah. it again. Never going to see it again. Don't want to see it again. Yeah, nope. I know what you mean. It, no, 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 it no. has it has the double whammy of being the devil. But the devil in the body of a sweet, precious little girl oh. yelling unspeakable profanities at a Catholic priest. Oh. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's so much going on in The Exorcist. She's mm-hmm. levitating. Her head is spinning around. Uh, that makes Rosemary's Baby look like a TLC documentary. But Rosemary's oh, yeah. Baby oh, yeah. have, have, has that sweet couple in the New York City apartment. They're so nice. And then you find out. Who they're fronting? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm saying I'm, I'm be honest with you. When, you, when Sherry said they're talking, I'm getting cold chills when Sherry's talking about. I, I don't. I, it was a. I, I know. No, I'm out. I'm out. There'll yeah. be no extras for me. No. Well, we uh, we apologize for all those movies we've made you see over the years, my friend. <laughs> but you like Creed. You like Creed, right? Yeah. Five it was good. Moves. It was good. Yeah, it was good. good. Thank you, Lamar. Right, that's People's Movie Critics straight ahead. Comedian Derek Stroop, and it's Oscar weekend. We have the worst movies ever to win the Best Picture Oscar. It's Bob and Cherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Cherry app. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Derek Stroop. It's easy to be observational when you're from somewhere like Alabama and you move out west. 
everything kind of shows up to me, you know? Like, I own a bunch of popular clothes on accident. There's this big hipster movement going on that's going full circle right back to me that I never saw coming. <laughs> and some of y'all will understand this. If you go to any coffee shop in any decent sized city, the person serving you that latte these days is gonna be wearing a whole lot of Carhartt. When I was growing up, Carhartt meant that you were real country, you know? Your dad might be a plumber. Y'all were rented deer meat, you know? Math wasn't something you got excited about. Carhartt was different in the 90s. Now everybody's got it on, and it's mind-blowing. I got it for every Christmas. I mean, my whole life, and my dad would say the same thing every time. That right there is going to last you forever. <laughs> And that's cool. It's nice to have clothes that last. Carhartt's famous because it doesn't shrink when you watch it. Wash it. It doesn't hang on fences. But I mean, when you're 14, you don't want coveralls. I would, my, my parents would be like, Derek, we'd like y'all. You'd like for you to get a girlfriend. And I had to tell my mom, y'all just bought me overalls. I drive dad's truck. You make my lunches. There's a rumor at school that I've got a family, mom. <laughs> I look like a working man. I do. Everybody thinks I'm punching in and out, you know? It wasn't cool to look like a coal miner in 96. I hate to break it to people. Now, if you've got ripped jeans and a Carhartt sweatshirt, you're a cool guy. Let me tell you something. In Alabama, if you've got ripped jeans and a Carhartt sweatshirt, you have a gravel driveway. Just the way it is. Same thing with the brand champion. If any, I know all y'all, in the 90s, you wanted any brand besides the brand champion. Now it's super popular. Champion was a Kmart brand. It was the only brand that would come brand new with the tags on it and still smell like cigarettes. <laughs> I can remember, I'm like, I don't know how, this smells like Aunt Sheila, Mom. I don't know, but it's in the package. <laughs> There was nothing cool about Champion. I mean, one of my buddies, Dakota, he was like, Derek, calm down, man. You're freaking out. Champion just made a comeback. And I said, Dakota, I'm going to tell you what a comeback is, my man. That means you were once here, and now you're back again. Champion just got here. It would be like if next week, Faded Glory was all over Instagram. Rags to riches. This is the true American story. This isn't a comeback. This is a come up, my man. Did y'all ever think, I'm 36 years old, did y'all ever think that you would see that flooding your pants would be popular? Did y'all ever see that one? I can tell you, 10 years ago, if you showed up to a high school and your pants weren't touching your shoes, nobody was talking to you. Now, showing a little ankle is the, man, you are the man. Let, let your jeans stop about shin. Shin right there, that looks good. Let's get some cool socks. Look at, when I got socks for Christmas growing up, I knew my grades needed to come up just a tad. <laughs> And you know what short jeans are called? Capris! They're called Capris! Start calling them I don't care, Jason, if you've got on short jeans, but you, my man, have on Capris! <laughs> Derek Streep. You know, you know what he's like? He's like Jeff Foxworthy combined with Sam Kinison. Yeah. And and current, right? Yeah, that yeah, is Derek. That is Derek Stroop. We will post his setup at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Cherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Cherry app. 
I really like the comedian uh, Sherry just selected a few minutes ago, Derek Stroop. He's from Alabama. He does a lot of country stuff, but he also does some stuff that is very pointed toward uh, fashion. And he was commenting on how when when a guy wears, you ever see these tight suits that expose a man's ankles, you know, and a little bit more. You can see a little bit of his legs. And generally, the guy's got expensive, hard shoes on and no socks. So there's a lot of flesh in there. And he was saying, those are not pants. Those are not pants. Those are capris. You are wearing capris. I laughed out loud. The first time I saw those advertising, I've never had a suit that tight. Uh, you know, i got some tight pants, but never had a suit that tight. But you know who's been wearing that stuff for a while? And that is Ryan Seacrest on uh, oh, live yeah. with on live with Kelly and who's next? I think that's the name of the show now. He's been I'm sure he's dressed. He's dressed by somebody, right? And he's been wearing exposing his lovely little ankles and part of his leg uh, with with uh, capri sort of pants for a while now. I walked by the TV and Mary was watching. We were in a break. Mary was watching it. And um, he had on what I think was the tightest suit I've ever seen on a man. It was dark red. He had a T-shirt underneath it, a V-neck T-shirt. was dark red, and it was almost like lycra was painted on his body. And, of course, exposing those lovely white ankles and, uh, and part of his leg. And I thought, wow, man. That's a long way from Johnny Carson. <laughs> you know? I I wish it, I could. It was tell cool. You. It was a cool suit. I I wouldn't wear it, but it was a cool suit. I wish I could tell you, in the exact words, what my husband Kevin once said about that look. But we would be fined by the FCC. <laughs> he wasn't comfortable I, with it, I guess. He, he just it. doesn't understand. Like you're a grown man, can you? Do you not have pants that fit? Like he just hates it. Yeah. I look yeah. at that and I think to myself, okay, it's cool today, but this is going to look really ridiculous later. As later, I agree with you. Stuff that looks really ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Now. Like I think acid it's a period. Jeans, stone white yeah. those. Bomber jackets. Yes. Yeah, I think it, it is going to be this era, without a doubt. All I can say about tight pants, I was holding my grandson, and I had a pair of somewhat tight um, jeans on at the beach. And uh, I sent the picture to my girls holding holding them. And Ali said, cute picture. Let's not go any tighter with the jeans. That's about the limit. <laughs> what? What? You know what I always think about? Because the way fashion runs in cycles historically. Yeah. yeah Once yeah. upon a time, the the absolutely most provocative thing a woman could do was reveal a hint of ankle. That's right. And now about a hundred, yeah. about 120 years later, 150 years later, mm-hmm. look at that's Ryan Seacrest's ankle, sassy. Yeah. <laughs> what true. a naughty boy he is. It's true. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
Talk back time. Let's hit the phones, everybody, at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Or it's just so much easier if you grab our free app in the Apple Store and Google Play. You can listen to the show and all of our podcasts and the oddcast and fun size and true weird stuff. You can enter contests and text the studio. And you can tap the little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk. And the app will do the rest. Yeah, this is Dave listening from Charleston, South Carolina. No, the great chili debate is not over yet. I tried to call <laughs> yesterday, but uh, I got a muffler shop instead. I missed, I wrote the wrong number. Anyway, no one ever mentioned corn chips. I will not eat chili if they have no corn <laughs> chips in the house. Okay. And I will go schlepping out to the grocery store at 8 o'clock at night to buy corn chips. Because okay. that's the only way I eat chili. Hey, Bob and Sherry, you may be getting this twice. I think I forget to, forgot to hit send. Anyway, the conversation on chili, chili with just me, chili sauce, is made for hot dogs and hamburgers. It's confusing because if you're going to have chili for dinner, then that's clearly going to have beans and onions and sour cream and cheese and whatever else you want in it. But um, there is a, a, a use for chili with just the meat. Hi, Bob and Sherry. I just listened to the thing about chili and what chili is actually made of um and i have no dog in this fight i don't know i'm i'll eat whatever anybody cooks for me um but it reminded me of an episode of big bang theory so i'm going to try to play it for you i'm playing it for my computer so i apologize if the sound's not great would you like some homemade chili are there beans in it yes then it's not chili real chili has no beans in it so your ignorance is forgiven so according to Sheldon, um, real chili has no beans in it, and he's from Texas. So I don't know. Maybe it really, I don't maybe it is Sloppy Joe's we're eating, and that's what it's supposed to be. Anyway, thought you'd like to know. This is the that's hardest funny. working audience in show business. Round of applause for the production. I now, I want to, let me go in order. Dave, who called from Charleston and yeah. said that... Um, you can't eat chili without corn chips. He says he tried to call before, but he got a muffler shop and he thought he wrote the number down. Dave, um, it's gotten real hard to make a go of it in radio. So every weekday morning when the show ends, um, we we are a muffler shop. Doc is a wizard. He's especially good on big rigs like dualies, big heavy uh, Dodge Ram trucks with Hemis in them. So yeah, it is the Bob and Sherry muffler shop after hours. I I cannot believe the amount of intensity on the chili debate, Bob. I really cannot. You know, the thing about uh, Third Rock from the Sun is uh, interesting because... Do you mean Big Bang ch- Theory? I'm sorry. The thing about uh, from Big Bang Theory with Sheldon is uh, interesting because I just firmly believe, and I'm not the biggest chili eater in the world, that you have to have beans in it. Otherwise, it is something you add to a hot dog or maybe a hamburger. Oh, um, you're now you're get, now you've gone. I don't get it. that. I don't get that. Now doing it. Texas people the, I've had so many emails about this. Texas people feel very strongly that there's no beans in chili. Very strongly. And what you just said is going to spark a fight. And are I you wanna, ready I want to go even to get further. Beaten up? I've I've had chili with uh green little pieces of green peppers in them. Have you ever had that? Yes. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So take that, Texas. So here, Texas, uh, here's what Bob Lacey is saying to you. What you call chili ain't chili. And why don't you put some green peppers in it? All right, Bob, good luck to you. What do you think? 
You think you raise a bunch of cows down there or something that you know everything? Yeah. yeah. I'd go ahead and make sure that Simply Safe is up to date if I were you. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is, I would love to say that's the end of the chili debate. I can't. Uh, but think I know of, that it isn't. I can't yeah. think of anything we've done in recent years that has gotten more response and more unlikely response. I think I, we've done a lot for the country, though, because where we are in the world and the country right now, having a debate, a spirited debate about chili is a relief for a lot of folks. They're, Look they're not civil. arguing with their kids. They're not arguing about who's the latest liar in Congress. They're not hating each other. Man, I, I saw, I'll tell you how much hate. I saw a car that passed me on the highway the other day. And I'm not getting, I'm not going to get into p- politics, but it had the F word attached to a politician's name on the back of the car. Okay. And I, I just thought you're driving around. Kids are seeing that you have that much hate for a fellow American who seems like a nice person. You know, it's Dude. just, he's, he's not in, in your, uh, in your lane. It, it's that's why the chili thing is so refreshing. We were behind a pickup truck coming home from Costco last night. It was date night. Woo! No, not last night. Wednesday night. Yeah. Wednesday night was Wednesday night is our date night. So we're coming home from Costco and we're behind um, a pickup truck and there's a giant yellow sticker like sign on the back tailgate. And it said, come any closer and I'll flick a booger at you. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, that's that's almost a relief. That's almost I, a relief. It's an issue. That's all. I just looked at that and thought, yeah, we're devolving. We're starting to circle the drain. All right, coming up. It's Oscar weekend. Best Pictures won the Oscar, considered some of the worst movies ever made. How's that happen? It happens all the time. We got it coming up for you. Plus the Bob and Cherry box office and a look at the week ahead astrology-wise with our very own Charlie King. It's Bob and Cherry. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. Have you ever seen the Reddit subgroup that is uh, Roast Me, where somebody puts up a picture of themselves and has a sign that says Roast Me, asking the public to comment on, you know, what they look like, hairstyle, face, Whatever those are, those are people with pure courage. I just don't even understand. I people. agree. But I, if it pops up, I have to look at it. I saved two that I'd like to share with you right now, if I may. Um, the first one is a young man. He has no shirt on. He has a great physique. He's thin. He's got tousled brown hair that looks like a little bit of highlights. Very thick uh, eyebrows. <clears throat> He's not smiling. He has a... Uh, 70s porno uh, mustache. He looks like he's about, I don't know, 23. And he has a white necklace on. And he says, he's holding the sign and says, roast me. And here is the one that I've chosen. This person says, have you considered changing your hair, face, eyebrows, ears, taking the puka shell necklace off, getting a real job, because I assume you're either a surfer or a skater, moving out of your parents' house, putting on deodorant, shaving that blank off of your lip, and showering regularly. That's, <laughs> that's, why, would you, why would you ask for it? <laughs> and, and, right, and right below him, there's, she's a very pretty um, 
very white-faced woman. I mean, this woman, she's white, and she has beautiful, striking blue eyes and short-cut, tousled blonde hair. And she says, it's been three years, 30 pounds, and an at-home bleach dye job since I was last roasted. Roast me. And the roast is, I thought you died in the Fuhrer's bunker back in April of 1945. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> So I was looking, I was looking at these and I just said to myself, suppose Sherry and I took and got one of our two shots, right? There's a million photos of us with a two shot and just put it up there and said, roast me. I would never. Oh my God. Are you kidding? What, what would the reaction, you know, the first thing, the first one would be, um, how are you able to get those two heads that are that big into one shot? That would be the first one. I, there's, I don't, these people that invite that, I don't understand that. Would you, seriously, would you ever do that? No, there's no way. No, no. I mean, I'm glad that I'm not uh, having to go on hinge and, uh, you know, try to find somebody to date because just the concept of people just staring at me and I'm not the worst looking guy in the world, but the, the idea is somebody said, oh, I don't like his nose. Oh, well, I, God. I Why does he wear his I, hair like that? That looks like Dorothy Hamill. I know how I am on Grubhub. Mm, not tacos. No, we have pe- <laughs> no, not Chinese. Mm, yeah, Kevin exactly. doesn't like it. Mm, I like that. Kevin doesn't like that one. Mm, that's too <laughs> right. far away. It'll be cold by the time it gets here. I, that's how I would be on a dating site. Mm, no, that's going to be, no. Nah. Nah, I'm not really <laughs> in the mood for that. No, I don't want to make myself part of that. Uh-uh. It's just, I, I wonder how that started. And I agree with you. The people that do this have no fear at all. Like I'm looking at another one. This woman has reddish hair. Uh, she has a lot of cleavage and big, big, big lips and a nose ring. And it, she says, roast me. And the one roast is, you look like the bartender in Shrek 2. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just brutal. You know, some and of the stuff that people get roasted for, they they can change, right? Like the porn mustache. But some of the, I've yeah. seen some of these. Some of what people get roasted oh, yeah. for, like like there is no clinic you can travel to in the world that can make your eyes be closer or further apart, right? Like right. so, when someone goes, right. your eyes are so close together, you look like a tropical fish. Well, ouch! There's nothing you can do about that, right? It's just mean. These people are crazy. But you know that they know what you're going to go after them for. Like there's a picture of a guy and it looks like he's pregnant, his, his gut. And they shot the shot low. So it looks even, you know, the guy's going to get torn up on the internet. So I, yet, I agree with you. I just have great admiration for anybody that uh, can ask for that. And, and let those people have it coming up. It's Oscar weekend. I don't know what percentage of anyone listening right now will watch even five minutes of the Oscars. My guess is it's really, really low. But throughout time, movies that audiences have not loved win the Best Picture Oscar over and over Hmm. again. Really? We've got some of those for you straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this I cannot believe this All right, Oscar fans, just because something wins the best picture does not mean that it was a movie that audiences really loved. So we have the top 10 lowest ranked movies that were also best picture winners. And these are 
their Rotten Tomato scores. So if you've ever looked at Rotten Tomato, it looks at what audiences think and it looks at what critics think. And sometimes there's a big spread between those two scores. These are the audience scores. How many people were willing to buy a ticket and go to a movie theater, um, pay a one-time movie-on-demand rental fee, or just give up a couple hours of their lives, keep their eyeballs propped open and watch it? In 2017, the Best Picture Oscar went to The Shape of Water. And it has the... It has the highest Rotten Tomato scores of all of these bad Best Picture winners at 72%. Making People it, were making fun of it on, on late yeah. night talk shows. Uh, I think part of it was the, uh, was the title. I can't believe that was 2017. My God, where does the time go? 2017. Back in 1976, Rocky won Best Picture. Now, we are Rocky heads here. Like We yeah. all love Rocky. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen Rocky. It only gets 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. People are just like, eh, it's all right. It's kind of predictable, kind of obvious. I, I, I think there are some people that, because of the subject matter of boxer and, and the, uh, the violence, and it is a violent sport in the ring, are not going to want to watch it. I think that's why it got a lower score. It's, and, you know, it's funny because that was a popcorn movie when you really step back, and yet it was so well done. That I thought it deserved the Oscar. It what did you such think, Max? Heart. I, it, that movie has yeah. such heart. And, it does. And I, just, it I does. don't know how you can. I don't know how you can't root for him or like that movie. Sylvester Stallone. It, it, it's it's an amazing performance. It really. I just saw it again recently. And there's certain things that about it that are very 70s, like the music. But I watched you know, it again I, recently too. I think too. All Quiet on the Western Front, which is up for an Oscar. Um, is not going to have a giant um, across-the-board sort of audience. I think there are going to be people who say, I've read that this thing, there's no hero, it's just brutality, the brutality of war. I think if it wins, it'll be um, one of the least-watched movies. I hate to say that. I mean, you either are a person who watches a war movie or you're not. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole genre of movies that some people just turn away from. I I right. watched Rocky again recently, too, and all of the performances in it are spot on. The thing that I part of the reason I watch Rocky over and over again is that is the South Philly of my childhood. Right. That is what South Philly looked like when I was a little girl visiting my grandparents and aunts and uncles. And it makes me so homesick and nostalgic for it. All right, let's go to 1997, when Titanic won Best Picture. Like Rocky, only 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. There are a lot of people that are like, that is a load of bollocks. I hate that movie. All right, number seven, 1963's Tom Jones, which I have not seen, 58%. Number six, Around the World in 80 Days, won the Oscar in 1956. 57% 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Even the critics are like, not for nothing, but this is a crappy movie. How the heck did this I, win in I Oscar? saw it on TV. I saw it. David Niven is a one. My mother loved him, but um, I thought this is a crappy movie. It's so stupid It is a crappy movie. Yeah. All right, 1952. Now we're at the top five worst movies that were also the best picture. The Greatest Show on Earth, 1952. 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just a movie about the circus. 
Um, number four, the great Ziegfeld going all the way back to 1936, which is 50%. Number three, Cavalcade, 1933, 26%. People say, this movie is unwatchable. How is this an Oscar winning movie? Mm-hmm. Now we're at number two, 1931, Cimarron, which is a Western, as mm-hmm. best I can tell. It only yeah. has 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the number one worst movie to win the Best Picture Oscar came out in 1929. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 20%. It's called Broadway Melody. And the audience score is 20. The critics store is only 42. And everyone that watches it says, oh, no, just please don't. Don't do this to yourself. It's, it's mostly dancing, I think, more than anything else. You know, you mentioned that movie, Tom Jones. I was just reading about that movie the other day. I think Albert Finney played yeah. the title character, Tom Jones, back in the 1960s. And, and from what I was reading about this, this movie, there is a scene that at the time nobody could stop talking about. And the scene was Tom Jones takes place like back in the 1700s, and I think in England. And he's across the table from a woman with a plunging neckline, um, very well endowed woman, and they're having, they're eating. And they all of a sudden start eating, put the fork and knife down, start eating with their hands. And then they're pushing, they're pushing fruit into their face and it's all over their face and they're stuffing their face. Then they're pushing food into each and other's mouth. And it, and it becomes, the eating becomes almost sexual, very animalistic. And then you, and then they're all over each other, and then you find out later in the movie that that's his mother. What? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. What? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Tom Jones. Talk about a conversation stopper. <laughs> well, that um, I didn't see that I, coming. All I know is what I read. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. Well, um, it won Best Picture that year, and it's considered one of the worst movies ever to do it. And I, I think part of the reason is that sometimes these movies fall, uh, some really good movies fall victim to the fact that there's other really good movies, and one of these slip through, and their votes cancel each other out. So one of these right. sneaks through. Right, right. Well, yeah. um, that movie I was talking about at least gave a, a certain singer um, a stage name that has worked well for him. Mm. Is that where that came oh, yeah. from? Yeah, because that's not Tom Jones' real name. I forget what it is. Wow. Okay, well, that was... um. All right, back to eating your breakfast or lunch or whatever, if you possibly can choke it down after that description. It is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. So I read an interesting thing in Variety magazine about the Academy Awards, which are this Sunday... They said that the ballots are different. The ballots have changed over the last couple of years. And there are far more international and younger members in the Academy now than there have been in a long time. And one thing that they've tracked over the last couple of years is there's a spread the love mentality, meaning that Academy voters now, these younger voters, don't want to vote for a movie in every category. So like... The movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is cleaning up awards at the Oscars, you probably Mm -hmm. won't see it get Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Screenplay. They've been a lot more 
um, democratic about it. So you might see like All Quiet on the Western Front win Best Picture and then nothing else. You might see um, Everything Everywhere win Best Actress, but then Top Gun Maverick get Best Picture. And it's just this wild crapshoot. And part of it is, is because they've expanded the category to like 10 movies. And it splits, like Max was saying, off mic, it splits the voting so that you'll get a movie that everybody goes, wait, what? That's the best movie of the year? And it's just because all the voting was split. It was split. However, everyone seems to agree that Austin Butler is going to win for Best Actor. Um, whether or not the Elvis movie gets anything else, they expect Austin Butler to walk away with that. So I know you're yeah. really super invested in that. Yeah, and they're I also. Hope, I hope he does. All, I, I just thought it, it, that was that was such uh, a performance. I mean, he just in, he, he just submerged himself into the persona of Elvis for that period. I, it, from what I've gathered from interview shows, he's still a little bit submerged <laughs> with a little bit of a hangover can, with Elvis's accent. Can you blame him? So if you're yeah, one no. of the seven people that are going to watch Sunday night all the way through the bloody bitter end after midnight, um, be watching for that. That's what they're predicting. It's Bob and Cherry. The New Yorker is such a great magazine. Uh, not New York. New York magazine's good too, but the New Yorker is considered to be one of the best written magazines in the world. And they do serious things and they do funny things. Their cartoons are wonderful and their humor is also very good. They have a whole humor section. And I was cracking up reading a piece by Monica McDonough. And the title of it is A List of People Who Have No Business Being Younger Than Me. She is 28 <laughs> years old. So I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to expose it ahead of time. She's 28 years old. I'm just going to read her piece here. And if you're, tw- if you're, in your, if you're within five years of that uh, age, you'll probably uh, recognize some of this. Any person in possession of the following items must henceforth be older than me. Real estate, a retirement plan, one or more matching sets of bras and underwear, a couch <laughs> purchased anywhere other than Facebook Marketplace, health insurance, a Costco membership, and self-actualization. The recipients of <laughs> any and all major awards, including but not limited to Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, Pulitzer, and Nobel, hereby have to be born in the 1980s at the very least. I'm talking to you, Zendaya. Life coaches... Therapists and spiritual leaders must be my elders. I happen to know a thing or two about science, and even my brain is not, to use technical terms, done cooking. You youngsters barely have a prefrontal cortex to speak of. You cannot help people make sound decisions when you just acquired impulse control. People who give advice should be wrinkly, or at the very least, haggard. It should go without <laughs> saying, but all of my present and future co-workers must be older than me. If my employer hires someone younger, people will start asking her what's hot these days, and I will not like that. Marta in Human Resources thinks I'm hip, and that validation has been huge for me. Furthermore, I have reason to believe that my work crush is in talks to break up with his girlfriend, and I would rather not have to compete for his affection with a younger, hotter person who knows how to make a TikTok. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone who is engaged to be married simply must be my senior. I only recently discovered that men who are mean to me are not, in fact, flirting. Imagine the riffraff 
you might legally commit yourself to if you are even one day younger than I currently am. Be smart and wait until you're 40 to tie the knot or until I get into a serious relationship, whichever happens first. Similarly, all expecting parents have to be at least 10 years older than me. It's a matter of simple logic. I am essentially a child. Therefore, by the transitive property, anyone who is younger than me is definitely a child. I don't mean to get political, but children should not have babies. Start nice and slow with a house plant. See if you can keep that alive. And if you do, please tell me how. I now speak directly to the people I graduated from high school with. When you guys have babies, it reminds me that I am capable of having a baby, which is gross and scary. Please stop. People who make raw materials and turn them into something essential absolutely cannot be younger than me. If you are 20 and grow your own food or build canoes, and I am 28 and write silly lists, what does that mean? How have I spent one wild and precious life? And finally, people who are taller than me have no business being younger. Everyone knows that taller equals older. Stop confusing. In the event that the world's youth refuse to comply with my demands, I only ask that you do not text me a link informing me that a former classmate has gotten engaged or that a teen prodigy has taught a robot how to love. Okay, mom. And there it is. (laughs) The New Yorker. I mean, I think she's brilliant. (laughs) She is brilliant. Monica McDonough. And um, a list of people who have no business being younger than me. It's Bob and Cherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Cherry app. It's been a wild couple of weeks for everybody, hasn't it? And our official Bob and Sherry astrologer, our guide to the stars, our queen of the skies, joins us right now to break it down. Maybe this week will be a little bit better. Hey, Charlie. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pause. It's like a 50-50, so, yeah. (laughs) So where should we begin? A little bit, so 50-50, that means some people are going to have a good time, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely good news or better news for Bob because Virgo just had a full moon in their sign, which is a great time for reorganizing. But it's very important to remember to manage stress in very healthy ways. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. Did you hear that? It's good news for Bob, Sherry. Did you hear that? That's great (laughs) news for you, Bob. (laughs) And it's less doom for Sherry this week as well. So if you're a Capricorn, you could be learning something about your parents or other kind of elder family members that you didn't know before. So this is a really good week for like ancestry research and all that kind of digging. Yeah. Well, there's nothing um, she enjoys more than looking at her uh, father's uh, past. So that's really good news there. It'd be fun to learn something good for a change, you know, to kind of right. unearth a good skeleton from that closet. Yeah. Right. All right, well, so uh, let's to search for that. Yay. All right. Let's work through the, zo- the Zodiac. Where are we going to begin? Aries, we have like their normal high energy is on the lower side. So it's important to simplify life especially when it comes to your to-do list and avoid scattering yourself. Like let all the other people in your environment do the heavy lifting for the week. If you are Taurus, you may have been saving money um, and you're getting really close to the final number. Or if it's not financial, you've been working out 
or trying a new healthy habit and the rewards are super close. However, poor behaviors may claim their consequences this week too. If you are Gemini, be wary of oversharing, but not from the view of making others uncomfortable, more from the view of being cautious in who you trust. So don't let something you say this week come back to haunt you next month. Keep things quiet. Okay. If you That's are always can- good advice. And difficult for a Gemini too, not to, not to put that out there, but they're one of the more chatty signs. So <laughs> if you are Cancer, if your ears are burning, then it's because others are actually talking about you. If it's crappy, ignore it, but it could just be like a five-star review or something. So this is a good week to listen out for what people are saying and make progress on something that is top secret. Leo, you may feel like expressing your opinions and beliefs to anyone that will listen. Alternatively, you might be questioning your own beliefs, but a debate is unavoidable this week. Just make sure it's fair. Virgo. That's interesting. We already... We already know that Virgos are on the up. It is a good week to solve a mystery or anything Mm -hmm. else that has escaped or confused you recently. You may be inclined to kind of use the simplest solution, but this Mm -hmm. is not the best idea. Simple is not the way for Virgo this week. Oh, Virgo got me that problem. (laughs) That's right. That's actually right on the money with a couple of things that I'm dealing with. Yeah. It's not going to be simple, though. Write that down so that when you get frustrated later, you'll remember that Charlie told you, okay? Doesn't bother me at all. Mine like a trap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Said like a Virgo. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. So for Libra, Libra this week looks like it's just about hard work and knuckling down, maybe supporting a loved one through a health situation of theirs or dealing with a really obscure work environment. Scorpio, um, you're going to be more prone to colds and little bugs or infections going around. Oh. And if you do, if you do, <laughs> great, that's great. If you do something kind of like mischievous or you try and cut corners, you're going to get found out this week. Hmm. Hmm. Sagittarius, hmm. the people you're closest to may be acting like completely differently, or they just seem out of their minds right now. And as a result, you wind up doing like extra favors just to keep the peace. Capricorn, the ancestry, the ancest, ancestry could be to do with um, or could be amplified through talking to a sibling or someone who has been like a sibling through your life. So there's a little kind of key for you, Sherry, of where to maybe start looking. For I, wish they- I think that I think that's that's a good idea. I've learned a lot about my own family by talking to my brother, who was uh, five years younger and was at home. After I had left, I, I left as a teenager. So I, even today, okay. I get some information about things that happened. That's a good idea. I, I would love just one time um, for any exploration of my ancestry to lead to money instead of <laughs> shock and awe and not in a good way. All right, Aquarius. Let's hear about Aquarius. Aquarius, a neighbor or someone neighborly may need a favor but it's going to come disguised so like a get together or a long phone conversation may actually be some kind of trojan horse so be aware pisces pisces have a really big change they're changing for the next three years they need to keep on top of cash it's going to be a little bit more difficult this week as numbers are going to escape you easily double check lines of credit or financial moves because like the apr or the interest or you know the general risk of signing something may be higher than you originally thought that's just good advice for everybody right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
So, so Charlie, that's good news. And as we head into spring, do we have reason to be optimistic that good news continues? Yes. Well, we finally left a cycle that began in March of 2020. And we know that those last few years have been wild. So at least we're out of that thing now. Woo! Yay. All right. We'll get this posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com and on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Charlie, have a fabulous weekend in the Keys and we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. It coming up. The countries that have said, "Uh uh-uh, never mind. TikTok is banned here. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. What do you do, Ryan? I'm a sign language interpreter. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Um, And I'm a first-time caller. Welcome. Now, are you painfully nice yourself, Ryan? I'm sorry? Are you a painfully nice person? Uh, No, not painfully nice. I'm pleasant with people, but certainly not painfully nice. Okay. I don't make people want to Ralph, that's for sure. Okay. Let me tell you about this guy at my gym. First of all, let me set up his appearance. This guy is the ultimate pretty boy, okay? Mm-hmm. He, is, he looks very feminine. He's very thin. He wears tight clothes, and they are perfectly matched. I mean, orange, 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 gray, 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 perfectly matched. And he wears those long socks, you know, those real long, thick socks that women wear in aerobics, you know what I'm talking about? The scrunchy socks? Yeah, that yeah. guy. And in one sock, he has a Vaseline tube. And in the other sock, he has a lotion tube. Again, because he's the ultimate pretty boy. He's got to keep his lips and his hands and everything else perfect. So he walks in the gym, and, you know, we're all working out looking like, you know, little pieces of crap. You know, in our tank top, yeah. you know, sweating and everything. And he's looking like he's on a runway show. Hey, everybody. How you doing today? Going to be a great day. It doesn't matter what the weather's like outside, you know. Oh, it just makes me want to puke. Does he offer to share his lotion and Vaseline? Oh, no. No, no, no. I guess I'm, that... Well, I, I personally have never asked. I don't choose to You wouldn't want to guy, use but... it, would you, Ryan? Huh? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, is he, you know, like really buff? Um, well, he's cut. He's, he's cut, but I mean, he's not, no, he's not really buff. Like I said, he's real thin, real feminine looking. I'm confused about carrying the, um, you know, I'm, I, I work out myself, not, you know, super aggressively, but I would think the right. carrying stuff in my socks would kind of get in the way. Yeah, I would think so. I would certainly think so. It's, uh, it just makes me want to throw up. Be now, you're, you're not, um, put off by him because... You think that uh, he's hitting on you or anything, right? No, I I um, deflame that idea real quickly. Okay. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So, anyways. Everything okay on yeah, your end, there, Ryan? Yeah, wrong? everything's cool. Just you got pulled over by a cop. That's all. You weren't oh, speeding, no. were you? Yeah. Can you believe that? You're getting pulled over right now as yeah, we speak. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, we'll be quiet. Roll your window down. Be- get your license ready and be nice to the officer, okay? All be- right, all right. Try being really super nice like those people. I will be painfully nice to him. Okay, keep the keep the phone on. Let's hear this transaction. <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay. Okay, Ryan's getting pulled over for speeding. Take the second out of Take the license out. You want the speed over there about here? Um, um, I think it's 65. 55, I was running 60, you passed me, you got your stickers on your tag wrong, and you got an expired inspection sticker. Yeah. It's 
55. Do what? It's 55. It's signs all up and down the road from both sides. I wasn't that. I'm sorry, sir. I thought, uh, I thought it was You never know how it rolls. Yes, sir. Okay, I'll be right by. How's well, it going? Isn't this a nice turn of events? Brian, your inspection sticker's expired? Yeah. And, and what's just, wrong and with... I just registration. My registration. What's wrong with your tires? He said something was wrong with your tires? I don't know. What's up with my tires? Now, listen. Um, you need to be a little bit nicer. You need to be like, officer, I don't know. You know, you need to lay it on thick. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll try. I'll try. Okay. It'd be easier if it was a woman, you know? I mean... Well, I mean, obviously, with your masculine charms. I mean, I'm feeling the, com- the heat through the phone myself. Um... <laughs> Now, so what is he, back-checking your license right now? Yeah, he's back-checking my license. How are you right now on motor vehicle violations? You have any points or anything? Nope, no points it's, at all. It's like a first offense? But first, Yep. Do you have insurance? Yeah, I have insurance. How badly is your inspection expired? How far? All so, right. With it's... a grace period, just one month. Okay, what's, he, what's he doing right now? Is he back running your, uh, running yeah, to see what kind of perp you are? Yeah. Okay, he sounds back like there. he's all business. Oh, oh, very much business-like, hey, yeah. Hey, Certainly R- not painfully nice. Ryan, if it's any consolation to you, I think you're going to get a prize out of this deal, huh? Oh, for oh, sure, really? Ryan. Some sort of fabulous Bob and Sherry swag. Ryan, I, I know, would... I, I would, y'all hit the, the jackpot on this one, right? I would never let you walk away empty-handed. I mean, this is... You know, in all of our years um, of doing this show, we've had a lot of crazy stuff on the air, but you're our first official traffic stop, <laughs> Ryan, where we could actually hear the police officer and everything. How this is very that? exciting. Yes, yeah, very exciting. Hey, yeah, all right. Now, um, well, what does the cop, what does the cop uh, look like? Is he older, younger? What's the deal? He's an older guy, probably about forty-five. Pretty oh. rugged looking. Okay, so he's seen it all, heard it all. Oh, huh? So he's seen it all and heard it all. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah he's seen it all. Yeah, I could not lay it on thick with him. He just like he'd probably make it worse for me. No. And he, it's it's worse. He's not a policeman. He's a DMV enforcement. You need to treat logic, him. Logic would tell me that. You need to treat him with the same respect that you would show a state trooper. Okay. You, All need, right. you need to meet, you need to make eye contact, and you need to um, keep your hands in your lap and be extremely deferential. Is he getting out of the car yet? Nope, not yet. All right. Do you see, does he look like he's writing you up a ticket? I have no idea. See, if I you were a girl be. right now, you could try something here. Um, if I was what? If you were a woman, you could maybe try something. I know, I know. How you have to go to or the bathroom. Wo- or if he was a woman. Well, I don't know. You know, female cops seem pretty hard-nosed. I don't know, yeah. Or, you know, if he was that guy at my gym, I could probably work something over on him, too. Well, I suspect you probably <laughs> could. <laughs> something about your lips being chapped. The expiration here needs to be on the, on the right. Okay. They're switched. And that's a violation, too. Okay. The four, I don't know what, what yeah, I think it's four. The four needs to be on this side. Uh-huh. They're just turned completely around. All right. Okay. All right. And this is all 55 all the way through Durham. Okay. And, okay. And, and let me assure you that I would not have I would not have driven past you had I known that the speed was 655. I didn't realize it at all. Okay. Yeah, I really okay. apologize. Just, just slow down a little bit, okay? Yeah. Well, you have a good day. Okay, we're back with Ryan, who was pulled over for speeding while talking to us on the chat room this morning. Ryan, did you get a warning or a ticket? Got a ticket. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you believe it? I'm so sorry. He sounded awfully nice, though, and I liked how you pulled it up at the end and were apologetic. Hey, yeah, well, yeah, I know. I mean, I, you know, it wouldn't do any good, but, you know. Ryan, thanks for listening. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. We've been talking a lot about that Chinese data harvesting app known as TikTok in the past couple of weeks. The U.S. and Canada both banned the use of TikTok on government-issued mobile phones and tablets and all that. 
Mm -hmm. uh, because of the data sharing. And, and we talked about, wow, do you think that TikTok would ever be banned by the U.S. government? I don't think so. And even if they did ban it, kid, people would get it anyway. There's always that workaround because we live in a free country. But mm -hmm. you know that TikTok is banned in lots of countries around the world. Did you know that? I know that it's banned. Uh, well, it's banned in China during certain periods of the day. It's with certain age groups, right? Well, it's banned in India. It's is it along with completely? A, yeah, is that right? it's completely wow. banned. And a bunch of other Chinese apps, including WeChat, are also banned in India. It's banned in Taiwan. Um, it's banned in Pakistan. The ban is temporary. They've banned it temporarily four different times in Pakistan mm -hmm. for the uh, content. Afghanistan um, has banned it. But there's nothing to get excited about there because they've also banned girls going to school. So yeah, let's, not get too, yeah, yeah, right. let's not get too celebratory about right. that. And like Canada and the U.S., the um, EU, the European Union, has banned TikTok, again, on government-issued mobile devices. So it's just kind of interesting to watch because on the one hand, the overwhelming majority of people who have TikTok on their phone and like to watch it don't realize what it actually, like that it's an actual, it's a Trojan horse. They don't realize what it actually is. No, they just and want to would, see somebody jump into a pool with their dog. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it would be huge government overreach to ban it, you know, to the uh, consumer market here in the U.S., but right. we wouldn't if we did it. We would not be the first country to do it. And if you look I, at I India, would like to see it you can't even and, get a Chinese app in. Right. I'd like to see it banned and then replaced with an American version. So we we already have the format for it. What what people like, which is um, very very brief little funny drops or or things that are eye openers that don't take more than sixty seconds, and also um, you know movie clips and all of that. I, I've got to believe that somebody in Silicon Valley can can get that together. But you're right, they, saying to the Chinese government, we're going to ban uh, one of your products here. Now nah, you're going to get into a whole bunch of different problems. You know, you know what, though, Bob? We, we could. We have brilliant app developers. The problem is, is that TikTok got there first. Exactly. And getting there first and planting that flag uh, makes it really hard for anybody. And a lot of people just in. don't care. They, they, they just they don't. don't care don't. that that the Chinese government is harvesting information. They don't even they don't know. They don't know who the governor of their own state is. So well, also, to take it away from them is going to really tick them off. They say like like I would say, like, come and get it, China, if you're interested in what I made for dinner last night. Like we we give up our. We give up our privacy too willingly. It's Bob right. and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter 
powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.